Hey guys, it's Hannah here. I just wanted to put a quick disclaimer in this episode as we do discuss the following of contraception. We just want to advise that we are not health professionals. Therefore, if it's something that you're interested in, we do advise that you contact your GP or gynecologist as they will have all the correct information for you. What we discuss in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening. Two Minds Drink Alike contains strong language and sexual jokes that are not suitable for children. It's intended for viewers 18 years or older. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode three of Two Minds Drink Alike. I'm Declan and I'm here with Hannah. Hello. Um, we have had our fair share of technical fucking difficulties this week. Yep. Um, my laptop's pretty fucked. The, the creative process ain't easy. It's not easy. The cords with our microphones are like just the standard ones that came with it. We obviously can't go out and buy new cords because of COVID. So we're making do, we're sharing one mic for this episode. So we put up on Instagram, um, what did you guys want to hear? And everyone came back with sex, sex, mm-hmm. sex Something stories. I'm quite fond of. So yeah, we think we're just going to talk sex. talk sex tonight. It's going to be like one one after the other and then we're just going to tell a lot of sex stories. Also, we do have an episode planned with a guest coming on who has some great sex stories, which we know that everyone will enjoy. So stay tuned for that because... I'm sorry. If anyone needs me laugh during this podcast, it's because I'm so close to dick. <laughs> We're very close. Um, no, but this guest that we have on has some great stories, really, really funny. And yeah, we can't wait to just... Ask some juicy questions to them. So, I mean, predominantly, out of you and I, I mean, it's safe to say I've had the most sex. Yeah. Um, it's not like a <laughs> like a bitchy thing. To say. No, no, no. I yeah yeah agreed. Um, we both talked about this. This is just us in life. So, yeah, I mean, sex is one of those things that I'm, I, I for me, I find like. I'm, I can very easily switch off between emotional sex and then, like, non-attachment sex. Okay. Mm. So, um, I mean, it, it, like, I, I, that's not to say that I've definitely had sex with someone and then, like, been like, I'm in love with this person. <laughs> but, no, I can really, like, switch. I can really switch. <laughs> They're very close. <laughs> I feel like I'm whispering in your ear. I can definitely switch off emotions and then I can have like mm. you know sometimes I just want like sex for fun and then sometimes I'm like oh I would really like to have sex when someone like actually kisses me and looks yeah. me in the eye and does I all think that romantic I'm shit. I'm more that person. Yeah and that's cool. Yeah I'm definitely more that person. But do you ever like crave like a dirty old fuck fest? <laughs> Ooh I mean am I allowed to answer that question? I really hope that my mum's not listening. Yeah, well, we'll just tell our mums Mom, not to listen to this Um, one. Okay, I wouldn't say crave, mm. but I mean, like, yeah, there's times where you're like, yeah, just want the sex and you then... You just want a dirty old fuck. <laughs> you just want to have sex and then see you later. Don't want to talk to you again. Yeah. And yeah, you do that occasionally. That's but how I, I think right now. As an overall, I think I'm more than, like, emotional. Yeah. Type. I've always said that, like, sex with emotions or sex with attachments is always, like... 
generally better than sex without. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Duck Depends. Peddling. Depends. Yeah, I think sometimes like Depends who it is. When you put love into sex though, it's nice and it's like all cute and mushy mm. and mushy's not a really cute word to describe it, but mushy it's sex. definitely it's definitely like very cute and and nice and shit. But making love. Sometimes like right now I just want to have sex. Like I don't care about like you know, mm. I just want a guy that doesn't care that I've got a quarantine bush and it's... <laughs> Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe it might be a fetish. People might like... Yeah, I mean... Big, hairy bush. There's a, I mean, that not that a thing in your gay community? I love how I call it your gay mine, community. Mine, it's mine. Like, aren't there people that they, they're called, like, gorillas or something? Like, the really hairy ones or something? Really? Is yeah, there? there's, like, quickly... otters. Oh, I've heard the term otter before, not gorilla. <laughs> There would be. I mean, there's a a fucking name for everything. Yeah, like gay sex terms, I suppose. Uh, Like, obviously, you know, you've got your top, your bottom, but then there's ways Mm. to describe guys. Yeah. Like, what is it? Like a twink. A twink. Yeah. Mm. The favorite is a twink. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it would be. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, yeah, I've heard the term otter. But what's an otter? Like a little boy. Ew, no, Ew. no, no, no. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, um, we're going to get Google to confirm this, but I'm pretty sure an otter's like a pretty big, like buff, hairy guy. Oh. Is it? I don't know. We'll find out. Oh. Okay. So there's a bear, which is, I think That's what I thought, what I was a gorilla. Thinking. Yeah. A bear is guy. an older, broader, hairier man. Yeah. Um, a beefcake is a man who spends a lot of, That's so gross. Please don't say beefcake ever again. <laughs> Beefcake. There's a bottom, buns. Oh, as in like the the bum, the ass. Can we just find otter? A chubby chaser. <laughs> I love that. Oh uh, yeah, an otter. A thinner, younger version of a bear. Oh okay, so yeah, so hairy, a, a bear and an little. otter go together. Like hairy but little. Is it? Yeah, because otters it's the aren't hairy. Of a bear. Are they? Otters. Are they hairy? <laughs> Of an otter, are you joking? Anyway, what would you, what do you determine yourself as in, in gay sex? Oh, fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> um, a horny boy looking for a hookup. That's what they literally write on Grindr. Oh my god. Yeah. Such a funny world. Oh, I sh- you know what I should do? I should download Grindr <gasps> and just wait for the people. The grotty people. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's. So degrading, but like at the same time, it's kind of like, ooh, <laughs> what do they want? Um, so good. I don't know how I would describe myself. Mm. Well, you're a bottom. I mean, yeah. Do you dabble? I dabble. Do you prefer one over the other? Um, it's been a long time since I've had <laughs> any sex, so mm. no, I don't have like a strong preference for either. I think it depends who the person is. Okay, I'm cool. I'm going to say that. I do like I because do, there's like, definitely people that like, yeah, you would do certain things with mm. and not other things with, mm. but with other people, it might be a different way around. Ooh, tea, but tea, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Just yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's the same with. It would be the same if you were having straight sex. I don't know if you were having sex with. Yeah. It would be very different to if you were having sex with someone that wasn't yeah. into that, like. The person you're with depends the type of sex oh, you yeah, have. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. Mm. 
I mean, it's cool. I think there's like lots of little like different little communities and kinks Just, and, and yeah. things like that. Mm. Which what what would you say is a kink for you? Definitely BDSM, mm. which I've dabbled in. Dabbled. The da- word of the day. Word of the day. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed BDSM sex. Mm. Um. And I don't know if I want to call it BDSM sex. It's definitely more of a lifestyle sort of choice. But then it's, yeah, it's like it's definitely the opposite of like just rough sex like Mm. there's a whole there's a whole thing to it yeah which one day we would love to have someone a personal a personal personal a personal person a personal personal friend of of mine specifically who i engage in sexual activity with (laughs) who we both enjoy that kind of sex and i think he would love to share his yeah stories we have chatted about it hannah and i between the two of us if have we talked to him about it no no nah, but really. it doesn't matter he'll be fine but I, I i feel like he would be like i think he I would love he, i don't love to talk about it yeah i know he wouldn't care if we were talking if i was talking about our sex life yeah that's the biggest thing for me yeah so my, when i was 18 i think mm. it was just something i was kind of like oh like ooh, yeah let's try it like i've always been a pretty sexually open person and, yeah you have and um hence why i think it's a pretty open outlet for me to speak about things i'm not really shy about it i think it's just like i don't really care it is what it is like Mm. whatever but so that was my first time i ever experienced something like that and i thought it was okay um and it wasn't really until i experienced it a second time with someone who has a lot more experience and then it was something that was was um better better a whole lot better just like very much more, I don't want to say professionally, like there was more was, respect and care, and there was just more, more education yeah. and understanding yeah, of yeah, what okay. the actual kink yeah. is and like what is goes on hand in hand with it. So yeah. it was a better, a better, much better, safe environment. Yeah. The second time, I think for people listening as well, it's very much a whole. It's not just like during the sex. It's a, I mean, I'm only, I, I haven't, it's based not, it's not something I've that I've engaged in, but yeah, yeah, based off what you've said and what has said, yeah, it's very much like a, it's a full it's thing. It's a full thing. It's, it's not like just, okay, you have sex, sex and then you go after home. After sex, during sex, it's like a whole thing. Like yeah. there's things called aftercare and before care. Um, no, <sighs> like, yeah. So I mean, in the end of the day, you can get really intense and it can get really um, full on. So, like, you the, know. Is that where, like, safe words and stuff come yeah, into play? Yeah, so safe words are a legitimate thing. Mm. Um, I, there's like a, so for me it's just easy if it's, no, like, stop. Like, stop mm. is stop. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you're in the moment, although I don't think I've ever really had to use a safe word, to be honest with you. Mm. But, like. I think sometimes when you have a good, good dom mm. that's, that you're working with per se, mm. they will understand you really well to be able to yeah. know if you're like kind of just feeling like you're pleasing them. Mm. Because I must admit that comes, I'm a, when I'm in, in sex and in relationships, this mm. is not just a purely sexual thing. Um, I'm a very giving person. So mm. like, yeah. 
I want everyone around me to be pleased and to be happy. Mm. Um, and if I can give that to them, then it makes me happy. Yeah. So I think with specifically, he will notice that if he feels that I'm just like doing it to make him happy, then it's not. He'll check in on me. Yeah. And be like, are you actually okay? Like, do you actually want to do that, or are you mm. just trying to? please me and I'm like no like I actually want to do it yeah because I mean at the end of the day like if someone spanks you really hard right your reaction is like not like ooh, but it's more like a oh oh like, like ow a, 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 it hurts yeah it's a kind of a good it's a different sting. yeah it's like a I don't know I don't know how to describe it but I, <laughs> I will show you pictures from me from when I had Oh my god! Sex. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, um, like at the end of the day, it's it's like a very physical thing, and you you mm. you're putting a lot of physical effort into someone's body. So mm. aftercare is very important because you want to make sure someone's okay. So yeah. for people listening and maybe wondering, aftercare can involve things like a little cuddle, um, asking like. How did the scene go? Mm. Like, how do you feel about it? What did you hate? What would you want to try again? Maybe yeah. what did you not feel prepared for, but maybe you would go again? Mm. That's really what aftercare is about. Um, and things like even like you might have a shower together, you might mm, bathe okay. together. That's kind of cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's I really think that's cute. the thing. Like that, it's very cute. So for someone like me who does sometimes attach emotions to sex, if I feel like it's really personal and close mm. um in this particular relationship that i did have i was sometimes thinking like oh like do i like him or is it just sex i don't think it's something that i would be which is fine fully into yeah i think it's not something i'd be fully into for the rest of my life i don't think yeah mm. um i would de- yeah i definitely think someone experienced it should should speak on that because i think it's something like maybe that it would affect your relationships like mm, i know with that, other people like, i know specifically when i first got into it i researched a lot yeah I, which I, found, I think is really important because oh, it's for sure it's something that will it's not just physical it's very emotional mm. and it can be if not correctly completed it can be like traumatizing it's oh 100 yeah that's why literally like aftercare is really important like you know you could get the difference between a good and a bad dom is like the difference like they might smack you really hard or or something and Mm. then they'll always check in on you Mm. i've like you know they make you feel really safe and yeah and if they the thing is it's not like they're just like okay they leave your house and they're like see ya like never talking to you again they Mm. would ask you like the following day like hey like how'd you how sleep you feeling? like yeah. are you okay like yeah did you want to discuss anything yeah it's like super nice i think it's like a cute little thing yeah i, I think it's super sweet i think that that's like a whole side of it that a lot of people wouldn't realize no. i definitely didn't realize yeah. that that was yeah and i think a part of it media paints a bit of a terrible picture of it and when you like watch porn but <laughs> while hannah's getting wine i'm gonna do a quick I think it is really important to talk about these sorts of things that um, I think it is really important to talk about things that are not necessarily normal to talk about that are outside of your social norms, I guess. Would you agree? Yeah. Just to like, there's no reason to not talk about 
you know, anything like that. I just think that, like, people are really fucking judgy. Oh, yeah. Like, people don't talk about it because of either fear of how other people are going to react or judge them. Yeah. Or they, you know, don't want to be associated with a certain thing because it's already got a stigma mm. behind it. Um, not necessarily just BDSM, but, like, any other... I don't know, sexual kinks, anything mm. like that, anything really that is not a social norm mm. um, in terms of like, you know, who we are and what we do. I think people are generally a little bit afraid to talk, talk about it for fear of how other people will react mm. or if they get a label or something mm. like that. So I think that's why it's really important. And we did talk about it in our mental health episode to talk about the shit stuff that is sometimes really hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. Even if it is, you know, lighthearted or you're just, you know, having a bit of fun, create those conversations. Yeah. Because if every person you talk to is then more comfortable talking about a specific thing, then it just spreads. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to go and talk about it, which, yeah, there's no harm, no shame in talking about it. All yeah. it is is having conversation. And I think it's really important for people to remember that even if you feel like maybe it's something that you're thinking about, there's guaranteed that there'll be other people thinking about it too. Exactly. So yeah. like, you know, don't feel wrong for maybe thinking like, I want to try this or mm. I want to like look more into it because yeah. it's the majority of it, like majority of the time, there are other people that are thinking the exact same thing. And also if you are thinking certain things, even if it's, not to do with sex if there's something you want to go out and try but you're afraid to do it why not just do it Mm. like the only person stopping you is you Mm -hmm. like yeah i think yeah we just have to we have to be more considerate of other people and their choices as as a whole but i think just letting people do whatever they want to do Mm. like why do we have to be so opinionated Mm. about it Mm. i mean it's fine to have an opinion and say what you want but you don't it's the way you present it it's sometimes an uneducated opinion which is things that piss me off because i like i could tell someone and say yeah i'm into bdsm or whatever Mm. and automatically majority of people will have like a judgment over me but it's like why should I feel shameful of mm. the fact that what I like to do in sex, I don't shame you for wanting to just lay do on what, the bed and yeah. and kiss and cuddle and, and mm. have really nice sex. Like, yeah. like why should yeah. the fact that I like to do something a little bit different then change... Like, it doesn't change the fact that I'm having sex with someone that I enjoy having sex with. No, yeah, And so right. I don't see i think a lot of people think like why do you, why do you like that hannah like why like all they're kind of like uh that's a bit strange i feel like the people that are maybe questioning it and are judging it a lot are probably the ones that may want to dabble mm. but they're probably a little bit scared mm. and i've always been very open about my sexuality so sometimes I find myself pulling back from telling people mm. about this specific thing because I'm like, there's a lot of judgment to it. There actually there is. is. There is a lot. There's a lot of judgment and then there's a lot of there's uneducation. There's a lot of negative connotations it's that fucking come shit. with it. Because which it shouldn't think- be because honestly, like before I had known about it, like to a full extent, I didn't necessarily 
judge it and look at it like, oh, that's that's so fucked. Like, mm. I can't believe people do that. But it was just kind of like, oh, wow, like, that's mm. a lot. Mm. Um, but that was me being, you know, uneducated, not really having any idea. I had no idea there, no idea there was the whole before care and after care mm. and checking in. I thought it was just, all right, there's rough mm. sex and... And there's like contracts. Yeah. Like there's like Which I think is crazy. Like, um They're not legally binding. No, no, no. I mean you probably you could probably get it legally binding if you wanted. Yeah. I mean the thing is it's just the it's just so that you and the person that you're doing it with is so aware of each other. No one in this community wants to hurt anyone. Like that's the biggest thing that uh, people are so wrong about and yeah. I, and I until you meet there's difference between like controlling people that just take, take advantage of the fact that there is a community like it yeah and then there's people that really actually respect and it. I think that's a massive difference between BDSM and just someone that's controlling mm-hmm. and wants to have rough sex yes a hundred percent like rough sex. And BDSM are two completely different things. 100%. I mean, from what I hear. No, it is. Yeah. Like, people don't realise, like, you can encounter rough sex and you can have rough sex all you like. There are ways, there are specific safety measures that really good doms actually learn mm. because they don't, like, you know, there's specific ways that you should actually, like, safely choke someone or... Mm. Literally with face slapping, like you don't just slap someone in the face, mm. like for people who aren't aware of, I, I say it like people, everyone knows what I mean, but like face mm. slapping is like, it's like a, in the world of fetish and kink, like mm. some people want to be slapped in the face, um, but it's like, there are specific ways, like you don't just go and slap someone in the face. No. Like, cause honestly, like when someone slaps your face and I'm saying this from my own personal experience, mm. it doesn't hurt it's more of like a, a thrill and a rush because someone is being super dominant and they're kind of like, you know, mm. it's just fun. For me. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, it's so hard because I can understand it. Mm. But then I think about me in that situation and I can't even come up with a kind of idea whether yeah. that would be me or not. I think. But that's okay. But that's how BDSM, like, like yeah. for me, like I didn't just like walk into this to a room and just I'm a very open minded person when it comes to sex. So like for me I was like, do I wanna just get slapped in the face? Yeah. No. I don't wanna just get slapped in the face. Like it's something that we've previously discussed mm-hmm. and it's something that I I wanna sort of know a little bit more about and then that's the whole point of a contract. Like Basically, a contract will outline everything, all these different sorts of kinks and different fantasies. So you say what you like and what you don't like yeah. or what you're willing to try. What you're going to try, what's absolutely not even in the question. Um, so there's things like anal sex. Same. Like <laughs> something we both can agree on. Mm. Um, like things like anal sex, choking, cock worship. What the fuck? Oh my god! So cock like, worship. You literally just get worship on your their knees cock. And, yeah. <laughs> get on your <laughs> knees and yeah. Um, wow, there you go. Uh, things like gagging, foot worship, um, golden showers, handcuffs, um, hair pulling. Uh, so everything is listed in the contract. Yeah. And you just 
So like an opt in or opt out. It's kind of like a thing like <laughs> the, there we go. There we go. You got to have There's one. You got to put one in. But it's just the fact that like it's something that you've previously discussed so that when you go to do it they are aware of what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Mm. Um and it makes you feel I don't know, like in a safe space or they might say to it's you very like, professional, isn't it's it? It's very professional. There's one there's one kink specifically that is a very big um big one in the BDSM community. Mm. It's called CNC, which is consent yep. non consent. Mm-hmm. Um I have heard of yeah, it. Yeah. So it means yeah, consent non consent. So it's pretty self explanatory. So you can you consent You consent to doing things without your consent. The idea of it like, okay, I haven't agreed to this, but you yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're still in a safe place because mm. you know you have, but you, it's the unknown being like, okay, well, what's what necessarily? Yeah. Is people sex. replied with sex. Sex. Yeah, they wanted sex stories, and I guess that's a that's a story in itself. Yeah. This is not something that I do on an everyday either, though. Like I, yeah. I've met two people. And <laughs> people are just gonna think you're just think tied up constantly, <laughs> constantly <laughs> hanging from a roof. Constantly just like No, it's something that you can have a little bit of fun with sometimes. Mm. I think that's And like I think the thing is like because I'm so open about it, like if anyone out there who's who's listening and thinks about it or maybe like like, you know, might be like interest in it, Mm. I will speak to you about it. Like I don't really care. I'm pretty honest. But um yeah, yeah, we would love to get we'd love to on. I think so. Because it's it's crazy to look at him. I mean I've met him once. Yeah. And barely. Like, I just know of him mm. through you. Um, but it's crazy to look at him because he's such a sweet guy mm. and then be like... But I think that's what makes him so good at what that's he That's what I mean. But then be like, wow, that's like your lifestyle. He's beautiful. And because he's such a genuine person, he's not just like some mm. scummy pig off the street. And I say that... You know, probably shouldn't say that, but you know, there are some pretty awful people out there sometimes, but he's not like that. So I think he's got the right idea in terms of that's how the community should be. Yeah. And that's the reputation you want it to have Mm. instead of what most people would associate with Mm. BDSM being quite... Yeah. Foul. He's really good. Like, I love... We'll do it. We'll, we'll definitely like, make as, it happen. As a person, he's really cool. Mm. As a, Like, as a mate, he's really fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, he and I have so much banter. Like, we just get along really well. And mm. then it's, it's like, even better. Like, we have good sex. Yeah. Um. So, like, it's cool. And, like, it, the best thing about him specifically is the fact that... He's got a big cock. <laughs> The fact that, like, genuinely, he's so, we're so honest with each other that it's yeah. it's fucking sick. Oh, uh, honesty is number one. Mm. I think in every relationship, regardless mm. of if you're tying each other up or not, you got to be honest about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's great. It's good fun, and yeah. I have a kind of burning question, which mm. around BDSM. Mm. Obviously, you are committing into that type of relationship pretty much purely for sex. Mm -hmm. What would happen if you were to fall pregnant? Mm. So, I think it's like any regular sexual commitment between two people Mm. where 
there should be a lot of communication and there is. So, like, I mean, specifically, I'm speaking personally of a level where I've been in relationships where we've discussed contraception and things. Like, I'm on a pill and this is, you know. But I would imagine that between each other, you would be like, you know, I personally don't want to have a child. But then, mm. you know, at the end of the day, it's a really tricky. I mean, like, when it comes situation to by situation it's, thing. it's a really tricky thing. Mm. But I think, like, contraception is a really important thing to always mm. have anyway whether or not you're in a bdsm relationship or yes if you're just around having sex with people randomly Mm. um i think it's out there why not take advantage of it yeah Yeah. so there's obviously i don't take contraception (laughs) but there actually are men contra there is condoms Mm. the biggest don't be silly would you don't be silly wrap your willy i've just touched the microphone so i don't know what it sounds like but I have a question for you, actually. Mm. It's hard to answer because you you can't get a girl pregnant because you're not having sex with women. I could have sex with but women. What are your, what's your <laughs> view on men? If there was the opposing side of, you know how women will take a pill and mm. they'll prevent the pregnancy. Do you think that if there was something like that for men out there, men would be more would take it like women do, or do you yes. think that, that you reckon they would? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, interesting. I think. I mean, oh, how do I word this? I'm not a straight horny male that likes to just go have sex with multiple people. Yeah. But I think if you were someone like that, for mm. example, they would one hundred percent take advantage of it. Because so why don't they wear condoms? Because. At the, no, but at the end of the day, they don't want to get a girl pregnant. Yeah, but then why don't they wear condoms? Uh, can't ask that. Not me. I would love to have a horny little boy message me in my DMs. And tell For us. two reasons. Can one, someone... have sex with me and one, I'm kidding. <laughs> tell me, Someone actually. please DM us and say why. I don't. I haven't had sex with a girl, so yeah. can't relate. But I just but, wanted to ask you what you thought your opinion would be. Because, um, like, why don't like they? Me. I think because they're... Just say I think they're arrogant and they yeah. think that they're cocky and they... They can't get a girl pregnant. And I think that they've got it in their head that, oh, it feels so much better and like yeah. all that bullshit. But like, would you rather get a girl pregnant and then you're going to be the one that cracks the shits that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. So just fucking wrap it and there we go. <laughs> yeah, Story done. I agree. But I think it's funny that you say that because I know that like a lot of people would might say like, yeah, if there was a contraception available for men... They were taken, and I'm like, yeah, there is. It's called a condom. Fucking wear one. I think. But then again, yeah. there is a big, and I just want to say this, guys. Like, I'm not a health professional, but I study midwifery, and a massive part of my degree is women's health in mm. terms of, um, like, and that's a big thing that I'm personally passionate about in mm. my degree. I would love to one day, you know, I think. Safe sex is a massive big thing that that although it's been going on for years, mm. it's not quite it's there, not there yet. yet. It's really not. And I don't know if it will always be there yet. I think it will never ever be fully there. No, no. It'll always get better. Yeah. As we learn more and as time goes on, but it's never gonna be. Yeah. Like I fully. um like specifically like, like STDs are always gonna be around. S- STIs? Yeah. There's a difference, isn't STIs there? now because of sexual transmission infections. Infections. Disease sort of implies the fact that you can't get rid of it, but infection is... Okay, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's politically correct to say infection. Yeah. 
But it's an but STD. It sounds You've better. got a D. You've got a disease. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is, like, condoms are 98% effective. Mm. Because people don't know how to put them on properly or something. Mm. Like, I think a lot of people don't realize that the way that they measure effectiveness of it is that they're telling you the effectiveness of it based off the 100% correct Con- way of using it. And controlled it. environment as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, they're doing tests and all that shit in, you know, Lab. you haven't been drinking and yeah. you don't just fuck up and mm. not put it on properly or it doesn't slip off and mm. shit like that. So, I think. Yeah, definitely very effective. Mm. Um, but yeah. going back to if there was male contraception, yes, there is. Mm. There's a condom. Mm-hmm. But if there was a pill, mm. I think why not? That would be... But do you reckon men, and I'm saying this in a really sexist point of view and I don't mean to. Yeah. But do you really think men would want to cop all of those hormonal imbalances uh, that nah. a contraception would have on a woman's body? I think... Very generally speaking, which I know you're generally speaking as well. Yeah. I think. By the way, I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm just no, no. We're not being the, sexist the at all. And please, if someone comes for us, I'm just gonna have a fit at you. <laughs> but we're not being sexist. We're just saying it as a generalized thing. Mm. No, I think males in general will think, "Why do I have to?" Mm. Which is awful. Yeah. Um, I think it takes two to tango. Mm. So if a female has to take the fucking pill, I love it. Takes two to it, tango. It's it does. Insane. It does. It one what a girl's gonna get pregnant on her own? Absolutely not. You yeah. need a penis. Mm. Well, not oh. necessarily a penis. You Do need you... you need semen from a male. So <laughs> if you are having sex with a guy, are you always on the pill? Yeah. So if I'm having sex with with people that I'm not in, well, even if I'm having sex with people in relationships. I've always been on on contraception. I've always been on the pill since I was 13 years old. So, um... Is 13 really young? Or is that quite standard? No, I don't know. I don't think it's... I mean, I don't think it's too young. People go on the pill for different reasons. Multiple different... So, I suppose I'll just sort of explain the different kinds. And then, um, if you have any questions about them, I'll sort of talk about them more. So, there's permanent contraception things like tying your tubes or a vasectomy for a male mm-hmm. um and then there's things that aren't permanent and the biggest myths around these are the fact that people think that once you take them they might fuck up your fertility and they won't yeah. they will okay. never fuck up your fertility it's a big myth it's something i even believed in myself but it's a myth right mm-hmm. Um, so there are, and you know all this because you've studied Because of it. midwifery. I yeah, study okay. it. This is what I do. I, yeah. like, I will speak to women once they've had a baby and we will discuss their options. So mm. like, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my, yeah. my knowledge. knowledge. Yeah. So there's obviously the contraceptive pill, which is probably your most common aside from condoms, right? We're just talking about female, predominantly female. Mm-hmm. So the contraceptive pill, there's lots of different kinds of pills. Um, some of them are subsidised by the by the government. Some of them aren't, which makes it a bit tricky. And the pharmaceutical yeah. selling scheme. Some of them yeah, can okay. be quite expensive. Otherwise, they're usually around the $6.50. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite common. The ones that are more common are cheaper, right? Yeah. Myself, personally, I took Yasmin, and mm-hmm. that costs $70 for three months of, of birth control. so fucked up. Yeah, it's very expensive. 
Um, so anyway, um, so there's those, there's a contraceptive pill, there's a contraceptive mini pill. Then there's two, um, in this, in this specific sector called the IUD, the intrauterine It sounds device. like a DUI, like you pulled over yeah. for drink driving. <laughs> so there's two kinds, there's a copper and then there's also a hormonal one. The hormone that is produced is progesterone, which specifically thickens cervical mucus and then essentially makes your body unable to give fertilize the egg and then the copper iud is basically sperm is allergic to copper we'll put it in the simplest terms and then basically like it like tries to shoot up and it's just like nope you are not allowed in here like it kills the sperm which yeah. is the most effective. It can also be used as emergency contraception, but there's a whole other fucking can of worms. And there's a depot injection, which is an injection into your arm every three to four months, mm-hmm. which is probably the most permanent in terms of affection of your fertility. So so that one may affect your fertility. Yeah. So like if you've been taking the depot injection for three years, it might take you like two years to get back to your normal fertility or less. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the implanon, which is a little rod, which you probably know is called the rod. The rod. Um, that sits I know the rod. Yeah, the yep. rod. It's like a chat word. Oh my god, mm. I haven't used the word chat for so long, but wow, I haven't heard that it's word like for so long. It's like a grotty word for like the implanon, and basically that also just produces a hormone, a hormone. over and over. Yeah. Um. So the IUD, both the copper and the um the hormonal and then the implanon this is rough this is not 100 percent correct guys by the way it's they last around from from five to eight years yeah and once they're pulled out or taken out you go back to your normal fertility mm-hmm. it's the same as the pill like the pill you take you get off the pill and then maybe give it like a month or two months mm-hmm. some people might take five months take for you to get back into that yeah into fertility. your into your rhythm um yeah, and there's obviously other things like a female condom, a diaphragm, but these aren't as effective. Basically, essentially, the pill, the mini pill, IUD, um, and the depot injection, if taken correctly, all done in the way that, you know, was... I feel like that's the thing as well. People are like, oh, but I heard about this person getting pregnant on the pill. It's like, okay, well, mm. it does need to be taken at the same time every yeah, day. Yeah, every single and day. And every day. But in saying that, you can take it every single day and you could still get pregnant. Yeah. It's the fact that it's not 100%. Mm. People forget these things. Mm. It's like 99.9 and mm. I know those odds seem ridiculously but low. But that one odd that person but tells the whole can. world and then everyone's like, oh, you can still get Yeah, because like, it's... so for me personally, I actually have an actual full on, I mean, they call it a disease, but for me, it's a blessing. I'll just say <laughs> that I'm like extremely fertile. Mm. Um, and like I have probably like double or triple the amount that anyone my age would use. You were just have. born to make babies. I Hannah. was born to have babies. Hannah and I have joked since we were probably sixteen <laughs> that one day we're gonna have a baby together. <gasps> and we will. And I, I think always, we will. I think we need a surrogate. A little two minds drink alike baby. <laughs> oh my god. We can send it out into the world, promote us. <laughs> no, yeah. but I, Hannah literally she was put on this earth to make to children. do babies, anything yeah. and everything babies. Yeah. Once yeah. she'll make them, she'll deliver them. Yeah. 
But you know what? I feel so one with woman. Like when I'm mm. not on my peri- when I'm getting my period normally and I don't have contraception. I know I can. I think it's because I'm super fertile though myself. When I'm like obviously also because you study it and you know yeah, the absolute it. ins and outs. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people don't track no, their menstrual don't. cycle and they, they don't. They really don't. They don't know it. Like for me, I've tracked my menstrual cycle. I've tracked my menstrual cycle since I was literally in year eight. So I have a really accurate ovulation mm. schedule. Like mm. I know when yeah. I've ovulated. And this is just like not even a part of the what we would speak about on the podcast, but it's since it's up. It's so cool. I love it. I will I think it's up. so interesting and like this sounds really fucked, but I feel like I'm quite blessed as a guy. Yeah. I don't have to deal with all those things, but then also I feel like I'm missing out. But you're not because dealing with it. That's what I mean. I feel like it's such it. an amazing thing that your body can do, mm. which I think it's really quite special that men don't go through. Yeah, I think women um, need to like break the stigma of it being annoying when you're in, on your period. It's a blessing, guys. We literally get to produce fucking Fucking eggs, you guys. Build a fucking baby. Ah, it's so exciting. It's so fucking cool. I think it's I think that's really cool. And yeah. Like fucking really special that yeah. something that you can do can create yeah. something else. Mm. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I'm glad I don't bleed because yeah. I don't deal well with blood, blood and things just Entering my life, like, <laughs> please go away, leave me alone. I've got enough on my plate. But I think it's really cool. And I think yeah, great that people go through menopause because you get to just enjoy the rest of your life yeah. after that. <laughs> oh, yeah, so funny. Cool. Mum's always like, oh, getting a hot flush. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> Mom. No, but it's super cool. Um, I think it's it's definitely one of those things where I think – I'm super in fertile. love. Yeah, I'm super fertile. <laughs> but I'm super just, I love ovulation and I love all that sort of shit. It's, I think it's amazing and I think it's a blessing more than anything. Of course, it's a fucking annoying thing for the fact that it It's happens. more just maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, inconvenient. Oh, 100% it's inconvenient. It's annoying sometimes. But then for someone like me, like when I get my period, I'm like, Oh yay! Like it's exciting, yeah. so exciting. Like my body's doing what it should be doing. And yeah. I just think it's so cool. Like periods are fucking confusing. It's just super cool to me. I know people I know that haven't happening to my body, and I'm like, oh, it's so exciting. Super happy that we. This was very raw. It was. I think contraception's a big thing. Don't I go think... raw. Wear a condom. Don't go raw. We were raw. <laughs> Not like that, but we talked raw. I think yeah. If you have any questions. Please definitely hit up Hannah in terms of, I mean, you can talk to me about contraception, but I really don't have that much of an idea. Um, I think it was really Hannah's time to shine this episode. I hope everyone has a great week. Mm-hmm. And Make sure you like us on Instagram or follow. I always say like us. Follow us on Instagram at two months, drink a like, and you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, basically any platform, we're probably on it. And it's free, so it really doesn't... It's just some time out of your day, but chuck us on while you're going for a walk, but 
yeah, we would love the support as we try and continue growing as a podcast and i'm just rambling now yeah so let's wrap it up wrap it up wrap it up wrap up your dicks wrap up your cunt <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works anyway i hope everyone has a great week and we'll see you for episode four next monday at 5 p.m arrivederci thanks for listening to two minds drink alike make sure you follow us on youtube spotify and instagram at two minds drink alike Thanks for all your support and make sure you share us around if you've enjoyed it. Have an awesome week.